<laughs> Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. G'day, everybody. This is the Simple Minds Podcast. I'm Conrad Francis, and today I have Matt Hannum with me. Hi. Justin Bourne. Sup. Travis Hado. Yeah, yeah. And we're on the road today for our first travelling podcast recording. How cool is that? The travelling Wilburys. Tra- <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I We've got a special go. guest, and this is pretty cool because um, this, this guy, uh, I've, made, I've known you about for 10 years this year, this December. I connected with you on Facebook after reading your Magician's Way book, which uh, transformed my life in a large way. So I've got to thank you for that publicly. Um, you've written two other books since then, The Last Shaman and the latest one, um, Secrets of Natural Success, which are, what, you're all number one? They're all number ones? Yeah. Bestsellers? Oh, absolutely. They're yeah. sensational. <laughs> Great reads. If, and if you haven't, we'll put them in the, in the show notes, but they're all very good books. Um, but yeah, I want to welcome William Whitecloud to the podcast. So thanks for making yourself available, mate. Yeah, thanks for uh, inviting me to the Simple Minds. The, um, I mean, the occasion is that you're running your create your destiny workshop here in Melbourne and uh, uh, I've done the workshop uh, on your invitation a few years ago which was an amazing piece of work uh, five days locked in and learning about uh, alchemy and transformation and focus um, and then I invited you know, these guys have been watching me go through probably a realignment within my own life and transforming my own life using some of the skills and tools that you, you give us um, which again I've got to thank you for and uh, day four so these guys have got one more day to go um, mate I guess for, for me, I know your story, but for the, for the listeners, I mean, what brought you to, to actually putting the work together in such a format um, and then wanting to deliver it in the way you do? Well, I mean, um, <clears throat> you, you know, I mean, the thing, how I came to this, um, this work, if you want to call it that, is through a long-term illness, struggled with the illness, couldn't find any help in the world with the illness, and uh, made me really sick, took me to my deathbed, literally. And right at the end, I, I met someone who wasn't a clinical professional or anything like that. They're just an ordinary Joe. And uh, they amazed me by telling me they knew what was wrong with me. That wasn't so amazing, but that they had had what I had and that that cured themselves. And <clears throat> at first I was, you know, uh, a bit dubious about it. Um, but when they told me their story, I knew without a doubt they'd had what I had because yeah. of how they described their experience, their symptoms, everything. And, and then I just knew. And um, so anyway, the guy told me that he could give me the cure. What was the cure, man? That was, that's the interesting part. <laughs> well, it is. It's very interesting. Um, so he told me that the cure was how he had cured himself was by eating red meat um, and uh, drinking wine and smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee, you know, and that, <laughs> that if I did that, I, I'd, I'd get better, you know. And I, I, again, you know, because he was the first person I could relate to in about 10 years, um, there, was, there was something about him that I believed. And also, I didn't have anything to lose. I mean, I just received deathbed counseling, so yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just shortly before meeting him. And so I tried it out and um, just recovered, you know, rapidly. And, and the thing about that, that whole experience is that 
Well, first of all, it was mind-blowing, was, was very profound, because if you've been sick to the point that over 10 years you've just steadily been dying, or reached the point that you're dying, um, it's kind of a tragic experience in your own life. And then, and then to just heal so profoundly, you know, has a profound effect on you. Well, it did on me, a really profound effect. I, you know, I was just blown away. And, but, but the thing about it was that, that I wasn't ever, I didn't ever believe that, there's no part of me that ever believed that the efficacy was in the substances, in the meat, in the alcohol, in the, in the yep. caffeine, in the nicotine, right? It was bad though. Huh? It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable, <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the, the trouble with that is he, it was a limited ration of all of those things, right? Yep. So, uh, you know, that was, the, that was part of the key. But I never believed that, that there was any efficacy in those properties. It dawned on me, you know, and I had no prior experience of psychology or personal development or anything like that. I mean, nothing, you know. Um, so I had to make the realization for myself, and, and, and the realization that I made, there must be some way in which we, you know, well, in, in which our focus creates our experience of life. Because I was just acutely aware of how intensely I didn't want to be sick and how intensely I wanted to get better. And, and my life, my, my, well, my attention, my self-conscious was absolutely absorbed by wanting to be well and not, well, actually, in fact, not sick. And I just got sicker and sicker. And, that. and then when I met this guy and he told me that, it's like I just gave up that kind of preoccupation, you know? Yep. Um, and I got better and I, I, just, I just made this connection. And, and to this day, I even, know that I might be wrong about that yeah. conclusion, but it's the conclusion I made, but I didn't know how it worked. So I wanted to find out how it worked. So I investigated, you know, I searched and you know what it's like when you make an intention, somehow that comes together. And then I discovered that there's a whole model around the idea that your focus creates your reality, you yeah. know, and I, and, I, and I just got into it. And, and the thing is, you, you know, you, you're saying, how come I organized it in the way that I did, was there's another part of me also <clears throat> that, um, you know, is, is not, wasn't just curious about how did this principle work that your focus creates your reality, but I wanted to know everything about it. And out there in the world, even now, and as it was back there, there's a lot of information and ideas and, and whatever. Um, and some of them have integrity and some of them don't. And for some reason, I just became obsessed in working it out and you know, sorting it out and, and, and working out fact from fiction and trying out everything and looking into everything and, and just reducing down everything down to its working practical essence. And, I think you guys have already had at least some experience and just in the last day you can the last four days you've done a lot more but you can admit there's no fat to it or anything there's no excessive anything that's not you know practical and doesn't work and isn't true you know so 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 that has been a, like a quest of mine is is to just really refine it structure it into uh, uh, you know, like a really true, working, practical model. Having done your work now, and, I've, and obviously, I've, like I said to you, I mean, I did it haphazardly, reading The Magician's Way and pulling out 
bits and pieces through there before we cross paths in LA and, and, and you, you invited me along. Would it be safe to say that uh, a lot of us are too focused on the process as opposed to the end result? Is that, is that what you've found the, 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 the shift has been? Just, just staying in the end result longer? Well, I mean, you see, that's, that's kind of the problem is that, um, you, you know, they, they, they basically form two orientations in life. In, in, in life, whether you're aware of it or not, you actually are either focused on the end result. Doesn't mean you exclude process. Doesn't mean that you don't do things and organize yourself and whatever. But it's, it's, it's just where you put the power, it's where, where the energy is, what, what you make important. And just normally human beings, just by default, um, you know, don't have naturally, well, I, I think naturally we do, but, but I mean, through, through our conditioning, we, we, we just conditioned to, to believe and assume and adopt that how something gets done is what's important, you know, rather than what we want to get done. And, um, you, you know, um, the, 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 the trouble with this is that, what, what the real problem with it is, is that when, when you're um, end result orientated, and that is more important than anything, as I said, of course, you involve processes and actions and, and all of that. But there's, there's something about being end result orientated and end result fo focused, where that is like the most important consideration is, is what you want. <clears throat> it, it, it sets you up uh, creatively, internally, it sets you up creatively so that by being um, in that end result, that, that end result's an instruction to your subconscious of what needs to be created. And then your subconscious goes to work organizing, you see, functionally, what is the most effective way to get there. When you put the power in the process, and, 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 and that's the how, in other words, when you ask yourself how instead of what, what engages your creative spirit, whereas how engages your identity, it engages your ego, and engages your rational self, and your rational self isn't creative, it doesn't engage with the relevance and make connections and have insights and inspirations as to what is the most effective, powerful way for something to be achieved. It looks at your past experiences, at your biases, your your patterns of uh, pattern ways of doing things, you see, and then falls back on that. And 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 the most insidious aspect of all of that is that really what happens with the process orientation, that the how orientation, is your ego looks at you know, how you're going to get it. And as I said, it doesn't look at the relevance of, of, of the matter. What it actually does is it looks at what you believe is incomplete about yourself and identifies that as what you need to sort out before you get go for what you're going for. So, um, you know, it, 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 it goes 
the most important thing, the most important task in going for what you're going for is making yourself whole again, completing yourself. So like, for instance, a person with low worth will go, well, you know, I want to achieve this um, end result, but I don't have enough worth. And it's all unconscious, by the way. You go, I don't have enough worth. To, 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 I don't deserve this. I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. So I need to be more worthy. So I've got to go and seek everybody's approval, and you know, I've got to be a nice person. And, and then in the pr process of, 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 of being, of seeking approval and a nice person and that, the, the, the person then won't be in their own, um, you know, power. Yep. And, and sort of decisiveness and what, whatever, you know, dynamically takes care of the end result. They'll give that away and weaken themselves. You know, just, just as an example. So, so um, really, the, 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 the preoccupation with the, with the process and, and how something's going to get done over what's going to get done, believe it or not, funnily enough or not, and I think you guys can appreciate this, is, is that it weakens you. It weakens you and it also uh, blinds you and makes you less effective. Whereas, you know, when you're end result orientated, as I say, you, you, you go into a dynamic, empowered, creative space that impresses on you, you know, the, the, the most empowered, uh, effective way to go for that. And, and I, I actually put it to you that it, it, it does even more than that, you know. In, in my experience and observing a lot of people in 25 years, it, it also brings in things that you need, which doesn't happen when you process orientated. You, you become all mechanical and everything you know, that happens is just done by what you mechanically do. But when you end result orientated, things just seemingly come in to support you. The right people call you, the phone rings, uh, you know, what, 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 whatever it is, there's, there's a grace, there's a flow to it, you know, and it, it, it goes beyond just what you do as a plod, 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 you know. And the energy it releases is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I, I can say, like people continually say to me, how do you achieve and do what I do? And I do a lot. Um, and it's because that, and before I was doing your courses, I couldn't understand, well, I, I couldn't, I couldn't put a word around um, where I got my energy from other than the fact that I believed in stuff and I believed in the end result, I believed in what I was working towards and that what gave me the motive to continue to do the work. Um, and you're right, things opened, doors closed, but windows and other doors opened, mm -hmm. uh, phones rang, people showed up, solutions were provided and um, it, it's, it's crazy to think how powerful we are, but yet we give away our power so easily. Yeah. I haven't, so this podcast, William, we, we generally introduce a drink at the start. <laughs> but again, I get... I get Isn't this I, a drink? I get yeah. a bit of a fangirl around you, so uh, I, I forgot to do that. We're drinking a Melbourne beer called a Furphy. We have drunk it on the show before, but since we're in Melbourne, um, I thought we'd get a couple of, uh, couple of brews, and you said you haven't drunk a beer for a while. No, no. Not, not for a long time. Anyway, let's just cheers, and then we'll, we'll continue. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. So pop, pop. I, I've had two sips, and I'm pissed. <laughs> So, gentlemen, again, you've done up to day four, which is day five in this this um, control, uh, create your destiny um, piece of work, and I think it's a it's an amazing body of work that anyone 
that is is interested in doing and they should, uh, and it's a great introduction to Alchemy. Uh, we have a, a brekkie club and a mentor group in Perth, William, that uh, we have all read um, a, a, a another author's book called The, the Alchemist. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on. Many however, of us have read The Magician's Way. However, we have, well, I think all the round tables we didn't read The Magician's Way here. Yes. yes. Um, I've, I've spoken about your book plenty of times anyway. That's, that's the most important piece. But... Um, I'd Jet- like to call you the WA's evangelist for uh, for Williams. Sure, cool, that's great, and hopefully <laughs> that, that's fair. And, and I and I have brought you guys, or encourage you guys to show up from a very selfish basis. And I think I've been very obvious with that because I want to have to have more of these these interesting alchemical and magical conversations. But gentlemen, four days in, um, you've got the you've got the guru on the hot seat. Any questions for him? <laughs> Or you, or you guys are shy? No, no, look, I'm not shy at all. Um, I mean, maybe you start with a more of a statement and just something that's really jumped at me today is just that a realisation that so many of the skills that we're using um, to make or around our emotions and our decision-making in life is literally when we, we formed those skills when we were an infant to yeah. two, three, four. And, and you can look back just shake your head thinking that wow we've not updated those and how did we get this far (laughs) (laughs) by mistake yeah no i mean it's 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 really interesting you say that because i i obviously coach um a lot of people in the in the corporate world you know corporate clients and um i haven't worked in the in the corporate scene for a long time but i live it vicariously through my clients you know and you know in these larger institutions especially, but I don't think it's different anywhere else, there's this, this, this tendency for this level of toxicity, you know, because there's these, there are objectives that everyone's trying to achieve, right? I mean, otherwise they wouldn't be there, right? So they, they, they're trying to achieve objectives, whatever they are, depending on the nature of the business, the corporation, the government body, whatever it is, you know. Um, and <clears throat> what I see through my clients is, is their challenge of operating in that environment where there's just so much, uh, or, or let me put it this way, where there's so little cohesion in the approach towards those end results just because of the, 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 the human dynamics and factors at play, you know, where like what you said, Matt, is that you, you, you're just surprised at how much the strategies we're living out today and you know, operating from were developed by two-year-olds and three-year-olds. And you know, I mean, just look at a session of parliament. It's, 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 not, it's not adults, you know. It's, 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 like, it's play school, you know. It's, 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 it's preschool stuff going on there. And it's, it's just everyone believing you know, operating in a way of how they believe they need to, be, you know, to, to to operate and what they believe they need to achieve to get there. I mean, they, they typically, especially people in high places, got there through being powerful and assertive and all that, and, and, and they kind of have on steroids the idea, well, I've got to be right, and then there's these conflicting ideas of, you know, who's right and who's going to win and the power struggles and all of that and and um so you know that's what i'm saying my my, my clients have this challenge of operating in an environment 
where energy is wasted, you know, and instead of it just being a, a cohesive um, combining towards an end result and, you know, coming to the most effective approach, it's just like this competition for energy. Yeah. You know, it's just like everyone's kind of competing against each other. And it, it's, it's kind of like just, it's going, you know, they're just all going back to their families when they were kids and, you know, in the way that it was back then and how they got energy and how you had to be and how you got your way and um, all of that. And it's, you know, it, it's a terribly uncreative way to go. And, and then when you, when you get a team of people who agreed on what the objective is and, the, 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 you know, that the end result is, um, and that the end result is not the same as the way you're going to get there. But you're dedicated to the end result and you surrendered to getting, you know, the, the best way there, yep. right? And everyone's just serving that. And, and you know, in, in that, like, really, people are, you know, one way of saying that is people are putting aside their egos. And in that environment, um, <clears throat> then this magic and alchemy comes into play that we're talking yeah, it's about. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because I, I distinctly remember being given your book and like I said, it was in 2009, April, my father passed away. My girlfriend left me um, and I, I was in Shit Street and then a, a concrete truck blew up right next to my house and it nearly killed me, but it certainly destroyed the front of my house. And I got to a point where I said to a really good friend of mine, that enough is enough. This shit can't keep happening to me. Um, and I, I was giving you a book. Um, and then it, my life got a little bit worse because the business I had unraveled itself I, and I liquidated it. And then my daughter decided to live with her mum and not speak to her dad. I think I was speaking to you through that time frame as well. Um, but the other two things, those, the last two things, I'd already comprehended to the fact that things were happening for me. So I had to figure out or at least allow myself to move towards what I wanted, what I wanted to create. And I remember, and I've told these guys a lot, a lot um, that at 16 I had a conversation where I mapped out my life until 50 years of age, and I'm 47 now, and at 37, 38 years of age, I had nothing. I pretty much wiped myself out um, and went about believing in myself again and uh, coming back to that 16-year-old conversation. And the only thing I didn't achieve, because I achieved everything else I didn't even really know, um, was that I want to be retired by the age of 50 and I'm 47 and, and you know that's that's a, a distinct possibility right now and it's crazy how this has happened but you talk about structural tension in your teaching you talk about end results you talk about current reality and your limiting beliefs you know so uh, um, another person doing the course was talking to me about how did you know that you were keeping tension I said I didn't know that mm. I didn't know that but I just didn't give up um, and I continued to believe and so when you we were going through the work in January last year and I'm thinking to myself, hang on a sec, yep, well, that works, and that's what that situation was, and that works, and that's what that situation was. It's crazy, but it, it, it just all makes sense. Yeah. So what you're saying is that there's a bunch of things you did right, you didn't know how you were yeah. doing them right, but then doing this... When you, when you, you overlay the structure... Yeah, you, you put, overlay yeah. the structure, you see, ah, oh, that's what I did yeah, right. It yeah, it was crazy, and, 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 and that's, I think that's what we Affirmation. Forget. Tick. <laughs> I was validating the work. I was validating the work um, because it. I think it's simple, but it's complex. I mean, you know, because of the shifting of the beliefs, um, and you guys are going through it. So, how? What are you finding? Me? Yeah, Justin. Um, 
So, look, there's a huge amount of validation in um, the last few days. I mean, I've been, I guess you could say, passively exposed to alchemy through uh, Conrad over the last, uh, I don't know, while now, uh, 18 months. Um, Look, I don't even know where to start because my brain's a bit of a mush in the last (laughs) four days and still kind of take it all in. But I think... um, It's, it's just fascinating, and I think I said this today in a share, like, William, what you've done around simplifying a lot. Like, I've, I've been to Tony Robbins. I haven't done, like, Tony Robbins' uh, Date with Destiny or anything like that, but I've experienced that. I listened to, like, a lot of Gary Vee, a lot of the kind of, like, I guess you could say modern-day philosophers now that are getting a lot of um, airtime and, and whatnot and exposed to a few business courses. And this has probably been the most, yeah, concise, laid-out, um, taking people through the journey and taking them through their shit um, that I've ever experienced. And you mentioned it well, yeah, there is no fat. And I think what I'm fascinated by is like how, this, this is a, probably then a, then a question, there are a lot of people out there spruiking a lot of stuff. And you talked about obviously through your journey trying to sift through the fact and the, the fiction. There seems to be obviously a massive trend around self-awareness mm. and mindfulness and, and meditation. There also seems to be a massive rise around uh, entitlement and a lack of um, perseverance. How, how can what you've learnt, um, well, I guess the first question is like, what are your thoughts on that? Right, right, right. I, I think from what I'm hearing you say is, is that what's been impressed on you since, you know, you've been here the four days is um there's a lot of bullshit out there yeah well that's right (laughs) the the you know the comprehensive nature of of the model i've got you know um and and the completeness of it you see and 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 by the way i don't take credit for it it's it's not my model this model was evolved thousands of years ago right and and you see there might not be a lot of bullshit out there. <clears throat> there is some, or a lot, but you know that what people have got is not. I'm just saying is not necessarily bullshit. The trouble is it's incomplete, right? We won't mention names, but stuff that is orientated around being driven and rah rah rah, you know and high levels of motivation and, and all of that. They just got a piece of it, you see, which is kind of the end of, of a process where you, you take action. And so they got the action elements of it, right? But they got none of the preceding elements of it. Whereas alchemy is, is you know, and, and this took me a long time to put together because it's not out there in its wholeness. Otherwise, I'd have just adopted someone else's <laughs> model and just gone, thanks, you know. But I had to put it together. Which a lot of people do and recycle uh, quite a lot. A lot of the, the business coach and life coaches and all that out there these days as well. Right, but, 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 but my model, you see, is, is, is you know, as, I say, as you know, based on alchemy. And it's a, it's a complete model. And, and that's the thing, I, I, you know, I, I had to do a lot of 
searching and refining and trial and error to find out what what the sort of complete model is and and it and it and it is it's a, it's it's a complete comprehensive model for creating you see and and and, and from inception through assimilation all the way through to completion and there are phases in in all of that you know and and so that, that that's my point you see is that very few people have the whole model and they don't even know that there's a model they've just taken on as you say from others they've taken on a chunk of it and then push that but but it's not a complete model right so you, you know like 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 for instance you see the let's let's just say you know the the meditation aspects of it and, and you can get someone who 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 just teaches the being you know you, you must just be the power of now and just be here and just be present all that it's very good but it's 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 not it, it's just a piece of the model it's what arises out of the now and then how you progress that because we are we are creative beings people don't realize that you know that all over the world people adopt the yin and yang you know that yin and, yeah. yin and yang thing you know i mean what what does that mean it's profound what it means, but nobody knows what it means. They just put it on their door, on their business card, or whatever. Tattoo on their bodies. Tattoo on their body, exactly. They don't know what it means. What it means, I'm going to tell you what it means. It means that we are creative beings. That's what we are. We're creators. That's what it means. Because it's a, a symbol of a combination of masculine and feminine, gender. And, and that has a creative meaning. It has no other meaning. You tell them, go and find out what it means. That's what it means. It's not for fun. It means that there's a, there, there, there's, a, there's a feminine side to us and a masculine side, a passive side to us and an active side, if you will. It's, it's deeper and more complex than that, but, but you know, just in, in short. But, but what that means is we're creators and we exist to create. That's, that, yeah. that, that's our sole purpose. It's our purpose for being alive. And you know, you know, with that comes an inbuilt process that, when you understand, you can go along with it and, and apply it. And you know, that that that's a problem. People don't understand it, and the, and then and then they just have chunks of it and they push it on you. You know, there's the just be, <laughs> and then there's the work like hell. <laughs> and the just be don't have work like hell, Same and the time. work like hell don't work like hell. Huh? It's counterproductive, counterintuitive. Yeah, you know. So, so any, anyway, what what I've um, unearthed and uncovered, because as I say, you know, in my latest book, The Secrets of Natural Success, I take no credit for it. But what I do take credit for is bloody <laughs> uncover. Is is bloody unearthing it? I can't even take credit for that. Huh? But but I take credit for unearthing it, you know, and filtering it out and sifting it through and and you know putting it together. I'm I'm like someone who was given a house, found a Ferrari in their garage in pieces, in parts, you know. Don't know anything about mechanics, but then over time, through trial and error, put it together and now drive it. You know. I can attest to that because when you sit through some of these, I mean, you guys sit through four days having sat through a fair whack of like, all your content, like four, four courses, plus reading and listening to his stuff on, on the internet for God knows how many years, 10 years now. Um, try and research some of this stuff. It's, it's hard to find. Fuck, yeah. It's hard to find. And 
And that's what makes it even better when you get, when you get access to it. You know, the quote, um, and these guys know it really, really well, the, um, the, the, um, the half-wise get thrashed against rocks by reason of their own folly. Yeah. I remember this from January last year, and it's resonated with me like you would not believe, but try finding that goddamn quote uh, is almost near impossible. I, I've never found it anywhere. You'll find it in the secrets of natural Oh, yeah, I, found it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I screenshot it while I was reading it. <laughs> it's a quote we've uh, sat on for, for a while. It's kind of like... But it just makes sense. You get, ac not access, awareness to some of this power. And if you don't do anything with you, you do, it just fucks with you. Um, and we've been sitting in that. A lot of people sit in that, I think. Yeah, they acquire the no knowledge action. and take no action. Mm. But you know, I just want to say something about, about that is, and, and we're going back to, because the conversation I think sort of started around the end result yeah. versus the, um, and, and I have to say, I've done a, you know, I, th I think I've done myself proud in, in, in you know, putting this model together. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, but the thing, you know, the thing about it is how I did it was I intended it. I was in the end result. From very early, I went. That's what I want to do. And so then the model found me, I promise you. That's what I was saying. Yep. It's not just all I've done because part of the model I found in cave walls in Africa, and I'm not, I'm not lying to you, I, I really mean that, you know. Uh, yeah, I did. And, you know, a, a, a really big chunk of what I know I, you know, I was I was in a in a, a bookstore, like a weird bookstore in Cape Town in South Africa, and the owner um, of the bookstore. I was minding my own business, and he was minding his own business. But after a while, he just came up to me and he said, "You you should have this book. I think you should have this book." Yeah, he, he hadn't sp I hadn't spoken to him or anything. I'm telling you a lot of what's. You know, Clara, maybe it's not everything, you know, like I know, but it, it either gave me new information or that, that the book that he gave me or clarified a lot, you know, and I mean, what if I hadn't been in that bookshop yeah. and what if the guy hadn't just said, you know what, I think this book's for you, right? So coincidence, do you use that word a lot? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer synchronicity, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because coincidence is random, I think, you know? Whereas synchronicity is, divine. You know, well, it's divine. It's, 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 it makes a connection between things that has sort of some kind of meaning. What would you say to, and I know you do this on day one of your course, I think it's, it's brilliant. I mean, what do you say to the people who, which in your course you start with the set A, um, who think that some of this stuff is woo-woo and like don't believe in spirits. And I mean, then there's the other side of the coin, the law of the, the attraction. Mm. So what do you say to people when they bring up like, oh yeah, you can use these stories to justify that, and they don't, they don't believe. I guess a non-believer. Right, right, right. Well, I don't worry too much about the non-believers, to be honest. It's like I'm not trying to justify anything, but I don't tell that story to prove anything. I'm just, you know, we're just having a chat here. I, I, I'm, I'm very happy for people to be skeptical, and I think skepticism, partly, you know. Some healthy skepticism. There's unhealthy skepticism for sure, but healthy skepticism is a good thing, right? I mean, imagine if we weren't if we didn't discriminate about anything. It, you know, it would be terrible. I think it would be disastrous. So some discrimination and discernment is important, and it, it it doesn't bother me. You know, honestly, um, 
I ran a workshop in the Blue Mountains a long time ago when I was much less experienced than this. Less grey? Huh? Less grey? Uh, less white, you mean? <laughs> um, you, you know what? I don't think I had a grey hair back then. So that's how long ago it was, right? Seriously. You know how I went grey? Not white. You had a daughter. No, no, I had pericarditis. Oh, no, and I was, I was really sick with this thing, pericarditis. And I had really long hair, shoulder-length hair. And it was... I can show you a photo of it, or maybe you've seen that photo of me and Christian and with me with long hair, right? And sort of like a honey nut colored <laughs> hair. And, and I, I got pericarditis and it, and, it, and it nearly killed me. And at the end of it, it, it my hair rotted, so I had to shave it off. And then it, it was like sort of brownish, gold, honey colored hair, beautiful, because you can hear from the description. <laughs> and. <laughs> And I shaved it off, you know, because it was all rotten, right? Oh, and it grew back grey. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but where, no, I was, in a, I, was in the, I was in the Blue Mountains, in, uh, not Grey Mountains, uh, the Blue Mountains, above Sydney there. And, uh, and I was like, just, my, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years, but then I'd been doing it about two years. And, I, you know, I used to do some work in the banks. <clears throat> and this guy came up to me who was a research manager of one of the big four banks. Like he was, a, he was the director of research. So he was a board member of, of the bank. And he was there at the workshop, nice guy. And he, he came up to me and he said, halfway through the workshop, he said, you're winning, William. I was like, what? Because he was participating in everything. I was like, what? He says, well, you know this goes against my grain. And I was like, well, <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, I thought you came here because you wanted to attend and all that. So anyway, I went over to his friend who, who had kind of introduced me and thing, and I said, I just had this weird conversation with this guy. He's like, said I was winning and this and that. And said, well, don't you know, he's the head of the Skeptic Society of Australia. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you know, I'm glad I found that out then because if I knew that, you know, like one of those things you go, they say, you know, the head of the Skeptic Society is coming and, and, and he has a degree in physics and uh, you know he's the head of the research but you know, of research at, at one of the biggest banks in Australia you know then I'd have cancelled the workshop <laughs> <laughs> um, Trev, here we go um, well, I'm going to come straight out with it. You scare the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because, you can open with that mate. Yeah, because um, no matter what bullshit you can throw up, you can dissect it and, yeah. and see right through it. Mm. And uh, that's one thing that I've really enjoyed over the last four days, that um, it's, it's given you the ability to pull back the layers and go really deep within yourself and understand um, who you are and how you can be a better person or a better person to yourself. The one thing that I've enjoyed um, learning about and listening to is ego because um, there's so much um, out there on ego and it, a lot of people define it as a bad thing and a really of course, yeah, thing. yeah. What's your take on um, ego and how, how you use it? Yeah, thanks, uh, Travis. <laughs> I know everyone's name now, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, I it is your name, name isn't it? Yeah. I thought that's why. <laughs> you terrify me. You always get my name wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the ego gets a really bad rap, you know? It's, it's kind of like people... And, it, you know, it's, it's, it's perpetuated by the half-wise, because there's a lot of half-wise. That's what we've been discussing here. 
people don't know everything, you know. Um, and that largely, I'm, I'm sure you'd agree with me because there's just this common, common idea of the ego, really, that's just assumed generally, is that the ego is like this sort of wicked part of ourselves, you know, that, that self-centered, willful, selfish, I name mine Conrad. Has, <laughs> I do too. I call, I call him Kanye. <laughs> I call my ego Conrad. <laughs> uh, in fact, sometimes I call it Francis when I'm cross with it. <laughs> you don't know how much that'll resonate. For the Conrad, <laughs> Conrad Francis, that's right, my ego. <laughs> and then it knows it's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's this idea of the ego that's like, um, it's bad, self-centered, selfish, actually evil. You know, it's, it's a part of us that desires bad things, that will do bad things. You know, if I do something bad, it's almost a cop-out. Well, that was my ego, that wasn't me, you know. Um, uh, but but it's, 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 it's not understood, you know, that, that the, your ego really is... And this is a premise, you don't have to believe it, but it's, a, it's just a way of seeing it. Is that, you know, going back to the yin and yang symbol, that, that relates to who we are essentially, and, and we are who we are essentially. So we're not our beliefs. We believe things, but we are not our beliefs. They're quite distinct from we. But, but, but we are not most things, we are our essence, and our essence occupies a vehicle which is our bodies, our minds, our emotional bodies, we've got energetic bodies, all of that. So, so, that, so that your ego is, is the vehicle that your essence occupies. Your ego is what is of you that won't last, right? Your mind will die, your body will die, your emotions will die, your etheric body will die. <clears throat> And, and, and so that's, that's what it is, and, and, and therefore it's a container, so you can't, you can't hate your container, there's nothing wrong with your container, it's what gets you through life. And also, as part of that, it's your, the vehicle of your orientation, you know, it, it's, um, it's the part of you that orientates you, that understands how the world is, and, and therefore kind of um, guides, you, guides you through life, as it were, um, and, and, and you know, so, so that's what the ego is. The, 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 the thing, the thing, the, the sort of, I would say, unuseful, because I wouldn't say the evil side or the negative side, anything. It's just the unuseful side of it is that how the ego achieves that, how it, how it orientates you, is it establishes an idea about how things are, because that's what orientation is, is, is like, if you do orienteering in scouts, I don't know if any of you ever did that, I did, but you learn to know where you are and where you're going and how you can get there, right? And, and to do that, you have to know where you are and what's what and how a compass works and, you know, whatever. So, so the limitation of, of the ego is that its first task is to establish how it is here. And it does that. But then it just sets that in stone for the rest of your life. And, and 
it goes, well, this is how it is. This is how you, you know, you, you, you operate in life. These are the dangers. This is how you avoid the dangers. This is how you get what you want and, and, and all of that, you know. Um, and, and, and this just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Was it you, Matt, who raised it and say, wow, it's amazing that we are fulfilling strategies that we developed when we were infants. Mm -hmm. And that's why. They're the ego strategies, you know, and and so that that that's okay, you know, um, if you understand the full picture, because you're not just your ego. Your ego is 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 here to sort of kind of um, give you that 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 kind of orientation. It's also creates an individual sense of self and existence, right? But, but you have a creative side to yourself, you know, so uh, the, the ego serves a purpose as being your vehicle here. But you're not meant to live out of your ego. You're meant to, it's, you know, it's like the obvious analogy. You have a car, right? And it's meant to get you places, <laughs> but you're not meant to live in your car. Not meant to sleep in it and have sex in it and shower in it and you know whatever, right? It's just your car. You get out of it and you do stuff, right? And so that's like us. We have an ego, but we're not meant to live out of it. We're meant to get out of it and into our creative nature, a more whole nature, and live out of that. Um, so. I, I, you know, you guys know me. I'm a sort of rock fan. You see me in my rock T-shirts and all that. And it's uh, we, we quote Led Zeppelin a lot, don't we? Uh, um, but but you know, there's, there, there was a really interesting album in the early '90s. Was a, by a band called Guns N' Roses. Really big hit, and it had a very interesting title, which was "Use Your Illusion." You know, your ego is a, an illusion. It's a vehicle, but it's an illusion. But, but you use it to be here, but you don't live out of it. You be here with it, but then you, you use it. You create something outside of it, you know, and that's what it's all about, in my opinion. Um, William, the concept of tension is something that's really come to me over the last four days. Um, and it's not something I've really heard before, and it makes a lot of sense when I think about that, that young... That younger version of myself that created these strategies. Um, I realise that I I seek to resolve tension very quickly in um, you know, any conversations with family, team members. People. I mean, I, I seek to resolve um, the tension, but it's there's creativity is, is found through those processes. Um, I thought maybe you might be able to tell us a little story to, to illustrate that. I've, I, you've had some great stories, and I'd love for the listeners to hear something. Have I got a story? Which one have, no, do you have in mind? You've got, um, look, you, you back to back them. You've got many, whatever, 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 feel, whatever comes to you. But tension. Well, uh, the concept of tension I really enjoyed. Um, there's one was the example, I think, which is, which is in Secrets of Natural Success, which is a business-related example. Yeah. Um, where you um, you had a, I think it was a, a friend that, that created some tension there, but mm. I, I, I don't mind. I just your story any, any is great. Any. So I'd love to love to share that. I think I've had half a beer now, and I'm just <laughs> like really. <laughs> he's opening his legs. <laughs> sorry, sorry, he's born. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I haven't had a. 
No, actually, um, yeah, no, but I mean, anyway, let, let, let's just talk about tension for a start, you know, is, is that I think that we are subject to some misconceptions in life. They societally held misconceptions and they're very detrimental to us, you know. Um, the ideas about life and how life works and how we should be in life that are actually fundamentally wrong. You know, um, and holding those misconceptions is is a real limitation. You know, the, the analogy I use is that if you can swim, you know how to swim, but you guys are Aussies here, so you you know what it's like to be caught in a rip, right? You can't swim against a rip, certainly not a strong one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can swim, but you're going nowhere, right? And so you're paddling and whatever, and you're just exhausting yourself. And it's, it's, it's like that with these misconceptions I can think of. And, you know, one of the most fundamental misconceptions, there, there are a few doozies, you know, but one of the doozies is that tension is bad. That, 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 that tension is bad and that it should be eliminated and it's where a lot of models that seek peace and harmony and meditation, not, not having anything against meditation or even yoga say, but doing those for the sake of resolving the, you know, the tension, <clears throat> which is different than stress. Stress is, stress is, is another issue, but, but tension, tension's a creative force, right? Um, you know, as I've explained to you guys, everything in the universe that ever got created was, was as a product of tension-seeking resolution, you know. And <clears throat> so anything that was ever created is a product of, of tension-seeking resolution. So when you create, you want tension. You know, people who have understood this, composers have created tension to compose. Um, whether they know it or not, inventors are under tensions. How they come up with their inventions and their, 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 their you know, discoveries is because they're subject to tension, the tension of solutions they seek to the problems. So they have problems on one hand and, and solutions that they seek on another. Talk to us about the, uh, the magazine uh, story. The magazine story? The corporate magazine, the business with the magazine. Um, the, it's the same story. The, oh, it's the same story, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, you, you just want me to get to the point, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it's, a, it's a great story to pull it all together. Mm. Yeah, no, okay. So, but anyway, you need tension, right? And so, anyway, so I'll get to the point. Dan. Okay. <laughs> Why didn't you say stop waffling? <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen him do that to anyone before. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck off, William. And so he's really scared of you, but that's the strongest he's ever <laughs> chopped out of the case. He was hanging he with the, the, trouble, he was he hanging with the tension there. He was hanging with the tension. <laughs> Now I was, you see, and, and, and he was the solution that came to me. <laughs> you see, that's how it works, right? You see, that's how it works. This is how it happens. Yeah, well, I mean, anyway, anyway that's a really good story, isn't it? It's, it's, um, so I had a mate and, well, he's still a mate, right? But um, <clears throat> he had, on, 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 on a given day, had um, three different people independently contact him for work. And... He didn't have any work for them. He didn't know of any work. And he said he'd get back to them if he knew. But, but at the end of the day, he thought about it. He thought, because um, he's trained in this work, right? 
our train he'd done my trainings and he thought that wasn't a coincidence this was he had a feeling this was synchronicity so i invited them all to his office the next day and they all came and and by the way with a promise of work he said i've got something for you i've got a business and so they expected there to arrive there independently see him independently and there'd be something for them and then they found themselves in the room with other guys and so he said you know listen guys i've got a i've got an idea we're going to create a business together and they were very excited and they said what's the business and he said i don't know <laughs> he said it's going to come to us you see and uh they had no sense of this idea of having an end result holding the tension of that end result and then you know going along with what arises out of that tension and you know that they, they just thought it was a crazy idea and all that but anyway in the end he persuaded and says look we're going to create this we're going to set ourselves a target of one month and something's going to come to us that's going to suit all of our talents and abilities and we'll get on board that and we'll make a success of it we'll, we'll find it it'll, but it'll come to us and I'll, you know i'll pay you guys for a year i'll give you a year's salary each you know as a loan and and all that so so anyway okay um on that basis we'll we'll join in so that's that's what they agreed to and he was trained you know and so he's there just hanging out with attention waiting for something to come and these these other three guys are untrained and experiencing a lot of tension you know because they they're in the process that we were talking about how's this going to happen it can't just happen and so they then out there looking looking forcing it to work looking at insolvency notices if there's a business there finding out that there's a Macca's franchise going and they're bringing all these things every day and I was explaining you know the, the walls in the office around full of charts and flow charts and you know business plans and everything and nobody's happy with this and 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 they're freaking out and they keep saying to him well well how are we going to get this and he says I don't know I don't know he just keeps saying I don't know but you know we've given ourselves a month and by the end of it it's going to appear or it's not and and you know so he's he's hanging with the tension and they're freaking out and running around looking for things all very unsuitable you know and and everything they bring everyone everything that each person brings to the table is rejected by the others and so anyway right at the end second last day of their deadline one of the guys comes to him and says listen i've had enough i got to have some work do you know do you know anyone who's got some work for me he says no i don't but go and see this guy other guy that i know down the road uh he's a publisher and he may know he might not have work for you but he may know So the guy says, "Okay, I'm going to go over there." And he goes straight down to the other guy's office. And at the end of the day, he comes back and he's just collecting his stuff. And my mate says to him, "Did he have anything for you?" He says, "No, he didn't. But he wants to see you." He said, "Can you go and see him?" So on the last day of the deadline, my mate goes to see him. At first thing in the morning, before he even goes to work, and he walks through the other guy's door, and as he walks through the door, the guy says, "Have you got 2 dollars in your pocket?" He says, "Yeah, why do you do you want me to go and get coffees for us because in the days when you could get a coffee for $2, right?" <laughs> and the guy says, "No, I says he says I've got two publications for you. You can have them for $2 if you give me 50% of the profits that you make once you make a go of them." And and so then my mate just went, you know, 
this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. And he, he, he didn't even run the numbers. He didn't do anything. He just looked at the guy and says, no, you know what we'll do? Um, I'll give you $2 and I'll give you 6.5% of this company we've formed with the other guys. You can have 6.5% of that whole company and $2. And he gave him $2 there and then. And, uh, you know, they, they took these two publications, which were a cruise line magazine and an in-flight in uh, airline magazine, and they immediately turned them into successes, turned them from quarterlies into monthlies, took on other airline publications, and, and, and soon had a very, and, you know, other businesses yeah. added on, and, and soon had a, a really pumping business, really pumping that not only turned into a really pumping business, but then it allowed each of those four people to take on interests of their own that suited their own interests and abilities in that. And, and, and they just did so well. I mean, one, one of the companies they created, for, for also for no cost, because it was just a spin-off of the labor they already had, the office space that they already had. They did expand it, but it cost nothing to set up. And, and, and just coincidentally, another friend of mine was the managing director of that company in the end. And they just sold it a couple of years ago for $70 million. That's just one of the spin-offs of those $2, right? Hanging out with tension. Huh? Hanging out with tension. Hanging out with tension, you know. And there, there's, there's a lot, you know, to that story. And when I sent my mate the story for him to review to get his permission to put it in the book, he, you know, he agreed to it, but he said, but you, you've missed out the main point of that story, William, which was the hanging out with the tension. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm very mindful of your time, boss, um, and I'm very grateful for your time. Gentlemen, just in, in winding up, any quick acknowledgements? Any, anything you want to, want to throw at him? I, um, I want to steal a Tom Bill, Bill you quote. Impact theory. Um, what impact do you want to have on the world? What impact on? I've already, you know, I, I, you know, it's an interesting question, and I'm, I say this in all modesty. I feel like I've already had it, you know, and it, 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 will, it will continue. But that's exactly what I, the, the impact I want to wanted to and, and want to have on the world, is I want to get alchemy out in its modern context in its. Uh, practical context out in the world, you know, and so I just feel like my legacy, and you know, in a sense, it's not like I'm going to roll over and die now, but I, I feel like, in a sense, that's complete now. I have three books that fully summarise my model, and you know, I, I, I have a very intact training that um, other people, either in part or in whole, already use around the world, and and you'd be amazed at. at at how many people have taken on my work and taken on pe the people that I've taken, who have taken on my work, how many people have taken on their work, how it's like really spreading around the world, you know, big time. I mean, you know, a lot of, in, in a lot of different ways, and there's, talk, you know, talking about Gary Vee, you know, I've got a mate who, who I trained who's now sharing stages with Gary Vee and, know doing it on that level and um, it's out there you know so so that's what I wanted to create and um, I've done it you know and then that's as I say that's not to say uh, you know I'm going into retirement now or something I don't I don't want to do that I, I, I want to stay there and keep the energy pumping out 
but I've but I've definitely satisfied that I've put it together. Yeah. Well, the, these three gentlemen, I've been working with them, known them. Uh, they've all been experiencing the work in in its disguised form mm. uh, for a while. It's it's going to become very obvious um, going forward how we. Is this Conrad or Batman? Because <laughs> he likes to see himself. So as Batman. so the work is is getting out there, William. I've I've got to thank you um, for holding the tension and creating the body of work you have, the patience it would have taken to deal with the the, the frustrations and the trials and tribulations as to any creative being would go through. Yeah. Um, where Where's the best place to stay connected to you, mate, if, if people were going to follow you, figure out where your next course is? Um, is it social media? Is it your website? Where do you, where do you want them to go to? Well, yeah, my website, sec- uh, sorry, not Secrets of Natural <laughs> Success, naturalsuccessacademy.com, you know, is, is the, the best point. And you're, really. on, you're on all socials, you're on um, yeah, Facebook? Yeah, well, well, Facebook and Insta, not, not Twitter. William Whitecloud. That's that's the man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks, brother. Appreciate and it. brothers, brothers. <laughs> Thank thanks. You. Thanks, William. Thanks, thank you so much. Cheers.